Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Bags are packed. Are you ready to go? This time tomorrow we'll be on the Riding with you in the sunnier days I wouldn't want it any other way It's time to name the neglect from typical food advice. Welcome to the Find Your Food Voice podcast, hosted by me, Julie Duffy Dillon. I'm a registered dietitian with 20 years of experience partnering with folks just like you on their food peace journey. What have we learned? Well, cookie cutter approaches exclude too many people and you don't need to be fixed. It's not you, it's not me, it's all of us. Only together, we can start a movement and fix diet culture, and we will. Let's begin with now. Welcome to episode 282 of the Find Your Food Voice podcast. I am Julie Duffy Dillon, registered dietitian and partner on your food peace journey. So this food peace journey could be a lot easier if we were eating and experiencing food in our bodies without having to worry about all the other crap that random strangers or people maybe really important to us in our life bring with their own relationship with food and their body. It makes it so darn complicated. And I hear how frustrated you get. I get really frustrated too. And it can be just really hard to have to navigate relationships and parent or take care of people when you are having to experience maybe something that activates your eating disorder recovery, when someone talks about dieting, or when someone talks about bodies or food as a parent about another child, and it really clicks into place like, oh, wow, thanks for showing me your anti-fat bias. Um, what do you do about these things? These are really huge and also common experiences as we are just navigating all of life. And again, also on our food peace journey. So I feel really grateful. Jesse Spence, a counselor, a supervisor, and also certified personal trainer that lives uh, near me in North Carolina. They said that they would submit a letter and it's on this exact topic. I'm so excited for for them to join me to have a conversation about this letter, their own personal experience with hearing diet talk and 
also then like sharing their vulnerable side of how that then affects their relationship with their body and food and as a parent and all these other things. I'm really excited for you to hear this letter and my conversation with Jesse Spence, but a quick word first from our sponsor. This episode of the Find Your Food Voice podcast is brought to you by my PCOS Roadmap. If you are living with PCOS and can relate to the challenge of diet discussions, talks about body, and not being able to get away from the constant push to make yourself smaller while living with PCOS, well, I have made a resource for you. It's my first three steps along your food peace journey while living with PCOS. It's called my PCOS Roadmap, and you can get to that and many other anti-diet tools at julieduffydillon.com slash voice. So get the PCOS Roadmap and my all my other anti-diet tools, free downloads at julieduffydillon.com slash voice. All right, let's hear from Jesse and excited for you to hear this episode all about... Pop tarts. <laughs> Did you know that every time you listen to an ad on this podcast, you help cover the cost of producing Find Your Food Voice? Thank you to our sponsor, Equilibria Daily Women's Microbiome Defense. Because of them, my team and I can continue our independent podcast. Equilibria is a women-owned wellness brand with unique science-backed products that help bring your mind and back my mind and body back into harmony. EQ's Daily Women's Microbiome Defense is a 3-in-1 capsule that supports your digestive health and promotes gut barrier protection. It also promotes optimal vaginal pH. These probiotics were chosen because they are studied for women's health. And I love that you can subscribe. So if you find that Equilibria's Daily Women's Microbiome Defense helps you, you can subscribe so you don't have to think twice about running out and also save 25% off. I just started taking the Equilibria Daily Women's Microbiome Defense after a trip overseas that made my GI tract kind of funky. I am hoping that it helps make things just a little bit easier, easing back in. And also as a woman, as a woman in midlife, I'm always looking for ways to help with vaginal pH. If you are not in midlife yet, just be aware. It's a thing that is around the corner for you. So head to myeq.com and use code FOODVOICE for 15% off Equilibria's microbiome defense and much more. That's myeq.com and use code FOODVOICE at checkout for 15% off site-wide today. All right, let's get back to the show. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly, but then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Dear food, first and foremost, I love you. I love body liberation. Sometimes I even love my fat body. I'm a parent, a therapist, and a fat human who fawns at the prospect of a bright and shiny future 
where we don't all struggle with diet culture and the lies that it tells about you, food. It's been at least five years. I've read the books. I've had the eating disorder training. I've been in therapy. However, I still don't know how to respond when I hear a fellow parent say that their six-year-old has never been allowed to have a Pop-Tart. I can observe my thoughts. Well, damn, my kid loves Pop-Tarts. Do they think sugar is bad? Is this kid going to end up with an eating disorder? Have they even tried the s'mores ones? Do they know how good they are? Do they think I'm a bad mom because I let my kid eat Pop-Tarts? What if they think Pop-Tarts are the reason I'm fat? Is this kid allowed to have toaster strudel? Are Pop-Tarts too low class for them? You can see that a Pop-Tart gets very complicated very quickly. I mostly don't respond. When I'm coming from my best self, I can see that this parent is in many ways normal. They're swimming in diet culture because we all are. I know firsthand that doctors can scrutinize the bodies of both kids and adults, and that parents can face intense judgment for food choices they make for their families. Other times, the need for body liberation and an end to diet culture just feels so urgent, and it's harder to be compassionate and calm. Like, just let your kid have a fucking Pop-Tart, lady. Sincerely, Jesse. Hey, Jesse, welcome to Find Your Food Voice. I'm so glad you're here. Yes, thanks for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. I know we've talked about doing this for a long time. So I'm so glad we got our shit together. Yeah. (laughs) And you brought the Pop-Tarts. Yes, yeah. So important. And before we push record, we were talking about like, this could be a four-part series. And one part could be just like, what are the top five Pop-Tarts? And yeah, that may be quite polarizing. Um, So the s'mores, is that your favorite Pop-Tart? I would say s'mores is, it's high up there. The brown sugar Uh is also, whatever that one is, brown sugar, Mm -hmm. cinnamon. Um, Cherry's really good too. Ooh, I don't like a cherry. No. No? No, I I must. No, we can't be friends. It's polarizing. (laughs) Yes. But you know, the the thing that's the most polarizing for me in Pop-Tarts is like, the ones that don't have any like icing, frosting, whatever that is, that that what's the point? I just thought like yeah. that's just not going to be satisfying at all. But really, let's yeah. get to the meat of this. <laughs> um, so, what about what was it like for you, like writing this letter? First of all, um, I think it felt like a relief because I had mm-hmm. I could finally put down on paper what it was that like that experience that I've had, not just with the Pop-Tart incident, but mm-hmm. I think any parent, anyone really in diet culture will hear these things. And we're like, what is that? What do I do with that? How do I, you know, should do I say something? Do I not say something? And for me, it just kind of like swirls and mm-hmm. like becomes this amorphous thing. So I felt some relief, like putting it down on paper of yeah. like, this is, this is a thing that I experience. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it seemed through the letter too, you kind of came to a place of like, oh, um, like in the beginning, all these questions, questions, the swirl, and then kind of a space of, okay, let me pause for a second and take take a step back 
and recognizing this person is like swimming in the same shit we're all swimming in. You know, it seems like compassionate Jesse was like, Oh, I have a place for this right here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, um, that's not always accessible though. Like no, I, can't I would imagine that's not immediate. God. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. hard. Well, and you know, it's something that you mentioned in the letter is you're a therapist and you've done okay. lots of training. And mm-hmm. I appreciate not everyone's has access to that type of self-awareness and like skill set um to be able to make all those steps. So yeah, if if you're someone listening who's like I'm in the swirl. Like that's as far as this goes for me. Yeah. <laughs> the swirl. Oh, like, does it make you percent of time in the swirl, if not more? And, <laughs> yeah, that's very oh, for normal. Sure. <laughs> for sure. Well, I, when I read this, though, there was a lot I could relate. I mean, I have a different lived experience um, living in a, a small size body, and I have. I when I when you were reading through it. I'm like, oh, there's so many times, especially as a parent, mm. um, interacting with my kids and my kids' friends and and kind of like, oh, I want some more friends. Could I be friends with this parent? <laughs> you know, oh, like yeah. kind of checking out in that way. So part of it is like selfishly for me, but then also I want to just put my kid in a cave so they do not get exposed oh, yeah. to this anti-fat bias that comes from diet culture and learning rigid eating disorder behavior and stuff like that. That was something that I was experiencing and like could totally relate to this letter. Yeah. And being a therapist too adds -hmm. another layer because I get to see, you know, and hear some of the traumas and some of the weight stigma and people's experiences as kids. Um, Mm. Most adults in therapy that I'm meeting with have some you know, they can go way back with when they first experienced some of these things. So as parents, mm. we do kind of want to like just put the kid <laughs> like in a yes. cave and like protect them and have prerequisites for, you know, other parents and households <laughs> they're going to be exposed to. Exactly. Well, so then as a therapist, like this kind of conversation is, um, are you... Uh, saying that it kind of can be something that you could relate to clients saying, hey, this is something that was a really important like triggering point for me to start experimenting with dieting is overhearing a neighbor talk about the the devils and the Pop-Tarts or something, you know? Like, is that, is that what you're saying? Like, you can yeah. see how that could yeah. be so powerful just that yeah. one moment. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot. That's like a big burden, mm-hmm. you know, for every moment because there's yeah. going to be conversations where this happens all the time. Yes. Um, what, when, when you mentioned too, like having that spot of, oh my gosh, does this parent's kid have an eating disorder or mm. does this parent have an eating disorder? Are they going to teach my kid? I don't think you said this in there, but this is where my brain goes. Are they going to teach my kid how to have an eating disorder because of this rigidity? Yeah. Tell me about that. Like, do you kind of have that kind of experience when in these conversations too? I think it's it's like this gut feeling, this like mm-hmm. uh oh feeling of like ooh, like like danger. Mm-hmm. Um, not, I don't think necessarily that it's going to spread like it's contagious, but <laughs> but like um, I don't know. There's there's just something icky there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's a. Uh... It's a moment of, oh, there could be some learned behavior that 
Yeah. That's what I think about. And maybe it's it's like now that I'm talking about it, like the uh oh feeling and the uh and the anxiety, I think it's like a worry, right? It's like a, a worry or a fear for like, oh, is this like the the starting of something that's really gonna be pathological? And in mm-hmm. like twenty years, this kid who's not allowed to have a Pop Tart is gonna be sitting in some therapist's office talking about how they weren't allowed to have Pop Tarts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We could read the uh the like dictation of the the note from the therapist about the mm-hmm. Pop-Tart narrative. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. I was there. <laughs> and I was there. I was <laughs> like, it. wait, do I know you? <laughs> you also put some other things that were really interesting too, that I, um, especially as some of us start digging into um, like food behaviors, you know, as a listener, you may be someone who has been, re- been recovering from eating disorder for a number of years. And as you like, study, diet culture, kind of connect things to like class, okay. elitism. Um, and you bring up that stuff in in this letter too. Tell me about that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Which I can't help but laugh, kind of laugh at that part. I'm not quite sure why, but I do mm. think that exists where, you know, I've talked to other people about this and in preferences, they're you know, what you hear from people sometimes it's like, well, this convenience food isn't okay, but this thing is. And there's like, you know, like it feels like there's like poor people food and Mm. what's acceptable in our house. And Mm -hmm. that does happen. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. What are some other foods that you'd put in there? In the, the toaster strudels, in, in like the bad mm. convenience food, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. lunchables, mm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Kind of keeping mm-hmm. in with the kid, kid food. Yes, that is so interesting too. I wonder how um, it's it just it's making me really think about like the parent. Like us as parents, and what our kids are eating as a reflection of ourselves, mm-hmm. and. Um, and our, how we're parenting based on the food that they have. Yeah. And um, that's a, just another burden. <laughs> just yeah. another heavy piece of shit to carry. Yeah. I'm fully loaded with lots of cuss words listener right yeah. now. I apologize. <laughs> but, you know, it's just, it's just really, um, it's a lot in these interactions. And, um, you know, swimming against stream and existing in a body that the world tells you is that's not acceptable mm-hmm. and choosing to do this like that's just so much for you to be doing all the time mm-hmm. um and you know in that the later part of your letter you talk about like i usually don't respond mm-hmm. um how do you feel about that part like do you struggle sometimes with like how okay. to respond sometimes mm-hmm. i feel okay about it and other times i don't i think sometimes i'm not sure kind of where that um where we can like gently push on the edges of those boundaries and help people change or help people see things in a little bit of a different way but I'm also just so aware of like like you said like all these parenting choices and you know like um goldfish crackers versus Annie's goldfish crackers, bunnies or whatever it is, you know, like (laughs) our Lunchables, okay, white bread versus wheat bread, you know, like there's like, I I don't want to add one more thing to that kind of shit pile that parents already have to Mm -hmm. deal with. And I think that's when I don't respond, I think that's part of where I'm coming from is like, oh, there's, 
something's complicated there and I don't want to add to it. Like why add more shoulds? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like not responding is an okay response too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was telling you before uh, we push record, like I have a, a new friend who would just started to talk about dieting. Um, and it was in kind of a, a, an interaction where it wasn't just the two of us talking. It was like a group of people plus some kids around. And so when I read your letter, I thought of that. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, this is something in real time. Because I'm like, ah, I thought this person I was going to click with. And does this make it a deal breaker? What am I going to do with this? Mm-hmm. When am I going to say something? And I just, like, part of me is like, I'm clocked out right now. Mm-hmm. But then is that, that's like, that's the privilege of my experiences yeah. being able to clock out. But also, I want her to ask my opinion so bad. <laughs> <laughs> you need to then I'll be like, like, ask my opinion on Weight Watchers. <laughs> <laughs> that was the diet too. Okay. <laughs> um, I do have shirts that help the interaction. Like I have one that says no diet chat yeah. um, that I wear sometimes. And, and you know, and also, I'll say this too, like some people, because of the word diet is just so like unacceptable right now. Like I, I think it's the code word that so many people are like, oh, it's not a diet. Um, that I don't think people have connected that. So um, at the layer of, of friendship that I'm talking about with this person, they already know what I do, yeah. but I don't think they realize what mm-hmm. it's really about because like diet culture is just so p- much part of the air we breathe and it's totally unchecked. And yeah. yeah. Is there, is there anything that you do for yourself in these situations? Like I know you said you mostly don't respond, but is there anything like self-care or response back or anything that you do to kind of help hmm. replenish <laughs> the, yeah. the drain from that? I think, you know, being a therapist, I'm, I'm fairly good at this point, like 10 years into being mm-hmm. a therapist, like I can kind of like take a deep breath and like feel my center and just be like, it's, this isn't about me. This is mm-hmm. this person, you know, sadly going through some stuff and this is how mm-hmm. it's coming out. Mm-hmm. I, I um, can imagine some listeners being like, it just feels personal too. Mm. Like, um, what can is not, there, I think, especially yeah, that's what, that's, if you're in a larger body and you hear mm-hmm. some of this talk, it, I mean, that was one of my things that, you know, one of the thoughts that popped up is like, oh, do they think I'm fat because I allow Pop Tarts in my house? Which maybe some people do think mm-hmm. that, but this, yeah, that's it differently. Yeah. 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 So um, taking a step back and having compassion for yourself, but also compassion for this person when you have access mm-hmm. to it, maybe. <laughs> I can imagine yeah. it's not always there. Yeah. And when it's not there, mm-hmm. I think it's, it's, I, it's just like, I just divert. I'm like, all right, well, mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and even like not responding in itself is like a really beautiful boundary. Mm-hmm too. And um, I think that type of boundary 
whenever people talk about boundaries, I know, I know they always seem to talk about like verbalizing, like, hey, this is my line. You crossed it. Stop mm-hmm. it. But there's also this like, I'm just not going to respond yeah, to it. Like, like that in itself is its own beautiful. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, like, yeah I'm not going to engage in that. Yeah. And that may be more accessible. Mm-hmm. And I um, can recall similar conversations with people too who may have surface level or maybe even deeper engaged in this conversation just because they wanted to like fit in with the group. Um, I don't know if that's something that you've ever experienced or just had other people share. Um, I also want to reach out to that person and be like, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like that's a part of this yeah. whole process too. Yeah, because it has to be like anyone to it. who hasn't you know, mm-hmm. had that response, especially in a group mm-hmm. setting, you know. Exactly. Where they kind of go around, they're all like hating on their bodies. (laughs) They're like, "Oh, I hate this part of me, and I hate this." And then they kind of like get to the one character, and she's like, "What?" (laughs) It's your turn. It's your turn to participate in the chatter about. (laughs) What did she say? I can't even remember. remember. Lindsay Lohan. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Isn't it Lindsay Lohan who plays that character? Who's like. Um, had been homeschooled, so had never really experienced these kind of dynamics before. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's like, uh, I don't know what to say. That's funny that we can't remember. <laughs> I've seen it enough. But um, anyway, well, before we wrap up, any other kind of things that we need to include before we hang up for now? The only, the only other thing that... Um popped up for me writing this was just thinking about how Mm -hmm. scrutinized our bodies are. Like I I thought of, Mm. you know, when I was pregnant and like hearing all this talk about like, what are you eating? And oh, this baby's measuring big. Oh, you're measuring big. And then like, okay, the baby's born. Then it's like, okay, well, wow, this baby's suddenly like, oh, now she's too small. And like, no, you're too, and, and it's just like, I had this point where I was like, I'm just not going to give a shit (laughs) because it doesn't matter. But like I had to get to a breaking point for that. Mm -hmm. And and that definitely came up with me in thinking about this person and the diet culture stuff Mm -hmm. and being a parent in particular. Mm -hmm. It's just that the weight of those forces, it's, it's a lot. Yeah. What did the breaking point feel like? Freedom. Mm. Did it feel like, I mean, freedom to me feels like a super positive thing. Did it always feel that good? Um, I think it, there was anger too. Like I was like, mm-hmm. there's no winning. <laughs> like there is no winning. Mm-hmm. This, this is mm-hmm. not about like the actual objective content or like what my kids eating or not eating or weighing or not, you know, mm-hmm. I was like, it's not about that. And it and it, it, like yeah, it doesn't. It didn't matter anymore. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. like a real fuck it kind of moment too. I'm just like I'm done yes. trying. Yes, you know, there's a lot of people who listen to the show who are in that mm-hmm. spot, and that's an unfamiliar spot mm-hmm. of like, oh, I'm angry. Yeah. Oh, I don't, I don't have experience with this anger, or I'm not allowed to feel this anger. It feels really uncomfortable. So hearing you say like when you're able to access that and sit with it a little bit longer, it does become the fuck it that becomes yeah. the freedom. <laughs> it's like, that's what really 
because you're right. There's, we could keep playing this game about like what we're going to feed our kids and um, our body size to be exactly whatever, but it's like constantly chasing it, but never really having this destination that's promised. Right. And it's really cool to learn that like, yeah, the destination actually doesn't yeah. exist. Like, and it's really harming yeah. people. So yeah, jump off the train, yeah. grab your Pop-Tarts. Okay. <laughs> Let's ride. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. Well, it was so yeah, good to talk to you. I'm glad that we finally had a chance to talk. And um, yeah. I don't know, like if, if the way to, I'm thinking about ending this, like, is there anything that you wish this person who had the Pop-Tart interaction with you like not necessarily like you would respond differently, but there is there something that you wish this person had a knowing about mm. that would make things... I think if I could like... Maybe a perspective shift. Like take something from my brain and kind of put it into theirs. It would be like, it's just not that important. Mm-hmm. It's a pop Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Sumner Brooks and Amy Semerson just released a book called, I think it's like Raising an Intuitive Eater. And they talk a lot about like, sometimes we just value certain things over others. And um, the Pop-Tart thing, I'm like, ah, you know, the thing that I just really value is my relationship with my kids and not get into this like super nitty gritty kind of analysis of nutrients that they're eating. Like I just... That doesn't seem to be have the payoff yeah. that I want. Yeah, there's a lot. It, it, I know we could go on forever, but there's also control wrapped up in that too. Like, do I want to be mm-hmm. controlling mm-hmm. what my kid eats that much? Yeah, what's the outcome with that? Um, yeah, like lots of therapy dollars later in the future, which I'll highly encourage anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but just more struggle. Yeah, more struggle with relationship yeah. with food. So, oh. Well, I appreciate you so much. Yeah. Thank you for coming on the podcast. And if someone wants to know more about your work, is there a way for someone to connect with you? Um, taking a social media break at the moment. But, Good for um, you. Google exists. You can find me. Therapist, North Carolina, Greensboro, North Carolina. Yeah. You'll find me. I have a website. Um, I'm doing... Um, clinical supervision and consults for um, mm-hmm. you know anyone who wants to learn more about um, weight stigma, highly sensitive people, gender. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, Google Jesse <laughs> and find out more Jesse that way. And I'll put. Is it okay if I put your website in my show notes here? Yeah. Yeah. Of course. I will do that. All right. Well, thank you so much, and have a great rest of your day, Jesse. Thanks. So there you have it. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Jesse Spence on this episode of the Find Your Food Voice podcast. Be sure to check out Jesse's website in the show notes. Um, they are an amazing mental health counselor, supervisor, and personal trainer. And I know they are going to have some insight into your own food peace journey. And before we get to food's letter back, because food has written back, Jesse. <laughs> 
I want to say thank you so much for listening. And if you enjoyed this episode, I would love it if you left a rating, a review, you subscribed or shared the episode. Doing any of those small, small things really helps more people find the show. And I am going to just say, I appreciate you so much in advance. Thank you for all your support over the years. And doing those acts of kindness really does make a big difference. This episode of the Find Your Food Voice podcast was brought to you by my PCOS Roadmap. You can get to it at julieduffydillon.com slash voice. All right, enough of all that. We are gonna get to Foods Letter, but until next time, take care. Dear Jesse. We appreciate how heavy food conversations can be. The swirl of fear, loss of control, anticipation, doom, fear of judgment, loss of access. What did we miss? It all holds up space in our collective unconscious. Some are aware of it, some ignore it, and some are completely checked out and all in. Even though it sounds funny, Pop-Tarts are a powerful tool to fuel and at the same time used as a mocking mechanism for oppression. How did Pop-Tarts get so powerful? Besides their deliciousness, nostalgia, and convenience, how did they become a way to leverage power? Communicate class. Let people know one is better. Connecting with all of this is heavy. Holding that awareness And if you can, access for compassion for the person leveraging the Pop-Tart or any diet culture tool can soften that swirl, calm its energy, lessen its pull, and keep you grounded in your truth and hope for true fat liberation. Where do Pop-Tarts land in fat liberation? They are meaningless and mean everything at the same time. Hold that complexity with compassion for you in the moment to keep you connected to freedom. Love food. Thank you for listening. I am Julie Duffy Dillon, and this is the Find Your Food Voice podcast. Ready to join the anti-diet movement and take the Food Voice Pledge? Go to julieduffydillon.com and sign your name to the growing list of people saying no to diets and yes to their own food voice. The Find Your Food Voice podcast is produced by me, Julie Duffy Dillon, and my team of kick-ass folks. I couldn't make the show without Yelly Cruz, assistant producer and resident book feed, and Colleen Brebner, customer service coordinator and professional hype master. Audio editing is from Toby Lyles at 24 Sound. Music is Fly Free by Hartley. Are you looking for episode transcripts? Get them at julieduffydillon.com, where you can also submit letters for the podcast, give us feedback, and sign the Food Voice Pledge. We need your voice to end diet culture. We literally can't do this without you. Subscribe to the Find Your Food Voice podcast to get weekly inspiration and education on how we can defeat diet culture and reclaim our own food voice. I look forward to seeing you here next week for another episode of the Find Your Food Voice podcast. Take care.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.